you're listening to this or watching this, you are part of the resistance. And what does that mean? That means the base is open and it is time for the resistance broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John. How are you? Thanks so much for joining us today on this Monday. Is it a trailer day? We don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We're just back from New York. Did the trailer just drop? Did the trailer, (laughs) is, is the trailer dropping later tonight? Or maybe it's next week. Or maybe, who knows? We'll find out. But we're not here to talk about trailers. If you want that, go get our guesses last Thursday and uh, watch that video again, comment on that video again. But you're here with us now, and today we have a lot of news to talk about. And with me, as always, James and Lacey. Uh, Guys, New York Comic Con is coming gone. Force Friday is coming coming gone. Now we're looking ahead to other stuff. How you doing? Are you ready to talk about Star Wars? Yes, I actually just got back from Asheville, Tennessee to a wedding. So this weekend, I hope no one noticed, the base was unattended. (laughs) (laughs) Did you leave the key under the mat? James. Uh, Yeah, well, I mean, I put my faith in technology. When I walked out, I said, hey, Siri, lock the door. Close the base. Yeah, close the base. (laughs) Did we ever figure that out, like, the bay door nine is closing. You remember I guess, that whole yeah. discussion? We have to we have to name our our base door. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So Lacey? Lacey, Lacey, did you have fun at Comic Con? I did have fun at Comic Con. Did you have fun at Comic Con? I had a great time at Comic Con. My favorite <laughs> part was watching the Yankees. Well, am I supposed to say that? Yeah. Did they win or lose, John? <laughs> you know it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> But if you want more of what we did at Comic-Con, you can probably check out our YouTube channel. Yeah. I've been doing this uh, bow and arrow thing lately. You yeah. have. Yeah. Do you guys I like that? I stopped doing this. I'm very proud of myself. Mm-hmm. I stopped doing the- Do you guys like the bow and arrow thing? No. The, it reminds it. me of a band that is from my area called Foxy Shazam. They're not a band anymore, but That's one of their signature name. moves- <laughs> One of their signature moves was, be the, the, next was awesome the singer with doing a bow and arrow thing. Mm-hmm. Like this. I will never like, do that If it again. sounds dumb, like yeah. go look up the band and you'll understand. Okay, like, they, I'm officially all, never doing that again. <laughs> all I'm picturing is all these X-Wings flying in and it'd be like Gold Leader, Red Leader, and then John flying in being like, Shock, Foxy, Shazam. On a Han Han. Like. <laughs> Hashtag Foxy yeah. Shazam in the comments. <laughs> all right, that works for me. Foxy Shazam. Yes. All right, guys. Um... We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, a little bit about a guy named Babu Frick. We're going to talk a little Joel Edgerton maybe coming back. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But first, the poll results. And we have two to get into. So let's do it right now. All right. Our first poll was uh, via Star Wars Newsnet. And we, reti- we retweeted that. I can't talk today. Retweeted that. Okay. <laughs> and we asked if Star Wars continues the trend of releasing trailers during Monday Night Football in October, which Monday do you think we'll see the trailer for The Rise of Skywalker? October 7th, 14th, 21st, 28th. And the winning vote was October 14th. So one week from today, uh, 47%. So about half the people out there. That's my pick. Uh, I believe that was our picks. Um, so we'll see how things shake out. Uh, October 7th and the 21st tied for 21%. And the last, uh, October 28th, the end of the month, only 11%. So most people thought the 14th, kind of like us. Um, not too surprising to me. Um, it seems to be the logical pick there, right? Yeah. I don't think yeah. we need to talk too much on that one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The the thing for me is the fact that we actually kind of talked a little bit about this on the uh, as a Patreon poll on our Patreon. We did a little thing right. about this. And the scores were the same as far as who was the winner, but they were a little bit different when it came to some of the other scores. So, yeah, kind of a, an interesting little thing there. It's interesting that the October 21st and the 7th both tied. Yeah, um, and it's not a shock to me that the 28th was in last. One, because it's the furthest away, so that bums people out. And two, just logically, I think people think they want to get that out sooner than later so they can really roll out the marketing and get the ticket sales going and all that kind of stuff. So um, we'll find out if it's obviously if, if it was if it's happening tonight, it would have been announced yesterday. Spoiler alert behind the curtain. We recorded this before that, but uh, I don't think it's today. So I'm not too worried about it. If, but, you know what if else it is, is we'll do a reaction. Yeah. On the yeah. 28th, I wonder how that lines up with... Uh, people going out to trick or treat because sometimes mm. it's a little bit earlier in some areas. Are people, do people trick or treat three days before Halloween? Yeah, can be. Yeah. Really? We had, we had a, uh, yeah, we had 4th of July fireworks on June. Oh, that's 30th. different. Halloween's Halloween. Yeah. Halloween's always on the 31st. Yeah. But beggars night is not always on the day. It's usually, what night? Before the holiday. Beggar's, beggar's night? night. Never heard of that. What? That's when you go out trick-or-treating. You go on beggar's night. No, you go trick-or-treating on Halloween. On the 31st. No, you don't. Yep. Nope. In Connecticut, you do. In well, the comments, in, in, let us know what day of the year you go <laughs> trick-or-treating. I don't think I don't think it's a question. It's in some <laughs> communities, I'm sure, there are... You I, like you do fireworks on the Fourth of July? Yeah, always, absolutely, always. But like, completely not different. always. Completely different. But, no, they it's like to, not. They like to do fireworks on the weekends around Fourth of July. Trick or treating is whether it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's Halloween. But yeah, it's I'll, usually the thirty first. I'll it, say this, and it shifts every day, every year. So to it's that, like on to Saturday that one night. guy in the comments who's going to be like, James, I know exactly what you're saying. I'm going to like the hell out of your comment and reply to you that you're the man. Anyway, we have another poll to get through, guys. We do. <laughs> Go for it. Babu Frick, who was born on Halloween. Oh, my God. So, so cute. Uh, he wasn't born on Halloween. But will he speak basic, a.k.a. English, or another language in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, we asked, uh, give you guys four options. Yes, he does. Or it's another language. Or he speaks both English and another language. Or he won't speak at all. A little Silent Bob action. Silent mm-hmm. Babu Frick. All right. The hey. winning vote was another language at 36%. So I think people are trying to steer away from these aliens constantly speaking English. Uh, second place was basic. Third place, English and another language. They couldn't decide. That's fair. That's fine. And uh, fourth place, only 7% said he won't speak at all. So um, I'm hoping another language also. I don't mind a little subtitles. Uh, maybe even like a cute little dialect to go with his like cute little persona and stuff like that. Instead of him just being like, Hey, how you doing? How to fix the droids over here. Hey, how you doing? Oh, you know, um, <laughs> what, what'd you guys think? Uh, where'd you, what'd you vote for? I think I know where James voted for, but Lacey, what about you? I voted for another language because oh, okay. I just picture him having like a cute gibberish language like Jawas. I don't picture him speaking English, but at the same time we had 
Rio Durant, who spoke English, and then we had uh, Rio Proxima. He was just John Favreau. Yeah, and then Proxima, <laughs> who was just like, "Don't do this, Kira." It was That's just a rock in your hand. Was that one was weird. a big mistake in my yeah. in my mm-hmm. opinion. That's why I didn't and do so. It's well. about you, Kira. <laughs> That's not so bad. bad. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, James, what would you vote for? Um. I think I actually voted for uh, English or maybe English in another language. I can't remember. What? Really? I'm so surprised by that. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I it di- When I was looking at the poll, it didn't make any sense to me. I was like, no, nah, you know what they're going to do. But then but then you guys started talking to me about it. And I was like, oh, I, yeah, I guess so. I guess that kind of makes sense. I I guess I just pictured when when I think of him talking in a different language, it wasn't so much like cute animal voice. It was like or something, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that doesn't seem like him. Like they'll probably just have him speak English. But then when we started talking about it more like a higher pitched sound effect kind of thing, I was like, oh okay, well maybe. Hmm. All right, Don't throw it like Hutties, you can almost hear that it's a foreign language. But when yeah. we were talking about like Jawas, for instance, they don't they don't really sound like they're speaking a language. They just sound like they're saying like <laughs> but words sometimes noises. with their inflection and their body language, you know what they're saying. Like they'd be like, yeah. bah, bah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And th- then that sort of wins me over on he'd ta- he'd speak a different language, but not like I don't know. All right. Not like a Normal other language. I'm you know who does this speak is dumb. English? Our best. Oh, comment. I just wanted to mention too. I looked it up too, and in my area there are Beggars Night all the way back to the 26th. So just throwing it out. Good for those three people who don't want to trick or treating <laughs> Halloween. These are communities of people. I looked up Dayton communities Beggars Night, and it had a whole huge list of like probably like 30 or 40 different communities. All right. Most of them are on the 31st. You're not wrong, but I'm saying some go back earlier. All right. Well, let's let's move the train on down the track here. And All right. Best comment went to Jay Siraj BC. at Jason Lee 6342 and Jay hey, said Jason. what will he speak? English. Should he? No. Should be alien with English subtitles. So, I'm kind of on board with that. Good job, Jay. <laughs> what language do you speak? Alien. Yes, I speak alien, pure alien. All right. Uh, Good job, Jay. Thanks for that. And um, keep those comments coming on our polls, and you could become a part of the show next Monday. Mm. All right, James, we have a bunch of stories to get into, so let's crack open a can of Resistance Report. It's the Resistance. All right, well, we got uh, quite a few stories. He just cracked open the can. Yep. We got quite a few stories. Yes, uh, Chris Terrio, I don't know if you guys have heard of him or not. You but did he the thing! Writing. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little old movie. A, it's a little, little different, though. Yeah, I know. Because I think that people maybe don't, haven't heard of him or don't yeah. recognize the name. Well, now we but have to. He is. Yeah, now we have to tell them the what co-writer. We're talking about. Yeah, he's the co-writer of yeah. the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was doing an interview recently and brought up 
what the, uh, I don't know, like what his focus was, I guess we could say. And he, he stated that it came down to two simple questions. Who is Ray and how, how strong is the force? Um, he answers the questions, but the overall emphasis of, um, or at least he doesn't answer the question, but he sort of like gives his like why those were the important reasons to focus on those questions. And then he just kind of leaves us with like, so when you're watching the movie, know that these were kind of the the answers that we wanted to uh, provide you. So Lacey, I'm starting with you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have uh, anything to add to this? I, I know that you were kind of uncertain what he was trying to convey in this interview. Yeah. So the interview is a little, dicey for me in the sense that I was like misunderstanding what the point of this little because I find lately I don't know what it is with these websites and I know the bigger thing is ads and clicks and whatnot they're breaking up these stories that could be one long story into like these little tidbits for like Mm -hmm. Monday we put out this one quote and Mm -hmm. Wednesday we put out these two quotes so like I'm trying to like piece together all these random like pieces of the puzzle throughout the week of all these different outlets that are just trying to like stretch whatever they can get about Star Wars because they know they're going to get crazy clicks from it. Um, So when I read this initially, I was like, okay, so the point is, is that he's answering these two questions. Okay. The, the article doesn't make sense in my head because I'm like, okay, what is he doing? He's answering these. Okay, done. But um, before we recorded, we talked a little bit about it, which we'll, we're discussing now, but um. I guess the bigger picture here is like he's answering who is Ray and how strong is the force. And yes, he does answer those questions in the movie and he doesn't give any details of how he answers them. But the idea that those two questions are what are being asked is important because you the big thing everybody's been wondering since The Force Awakens of is who is Ray? Is she related to someone? Where did she come from? Who are her parents? And we thought we had the answer to that in the last jedi but then for him to throw this back out there it's like a big question mark again of like oh i thought we had the answer oh we don't so what does that mean um and then the second part of that of how strong the force is to me i immediately think okay then we're gonna see new powers that we haven't seen before or new bingo different jedi stuff that we've never seen which is kind of cool but yeah i mean at first i didn't take that away i was like okay this is a throwaway article because i'm like he just said what the clickbaity title was but anyway yeah i was kind of with you on the the who is ray because i understand what you're trying to accomplish like right kind of an understanding or a narrative of your main character but couldn't couldn't to some degree like every movie do that like charlie and the chocolate factory like who is charlie bucket you know what i mean like that was the question that we were trying to ask like who is charlie and you know he's a kid with the lazy grandparents that's who he is (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, get out of bed. So I, My grandpa I do kind of got that. So it, it, it says to me that they were trying to put a lot of focus on Ray, um, and make her the protagonist, tell yes. her story. Yeah. Let's let's, where's the connectivity to, and why is she important? And I get sure. that. I, but I kind of walked into that expecting that the force thing is interesting to me because it did make me feel like they were going, they were saying, this is the last one. Like forget all the other star Wars movies. I know they're making other star Wars movies. It doesn't even matter. Like I, as a writer feel like I'm writing the conclusion to this. So let's push it to the limit. Like Mm -hmm. let's see what we can do. How powerful is the force? And that's why I think you are going to get some of that crazy stuff at the, um, at that final fight. You know what I mean? When George Lucas was writing the, 
uh, Yoda versus Sidious thing. He's like, oh, we're going to put him in this location and this location, and we're going to be throwing these buildings and all this crazy stuff, right? Because he was like, how powerful is the Force? Let's push it to the limit. And right. I feel like J.D. now gets that opportunity to, to close it as well. Um, like so stuff we've that, never seen. That's all I can think of. It's like things I can't even imagine. Yeah, which I, which why I mm-hmm. think it makes sense that like we've already kind of opened the door to the idea that like two people in two different locations are having this conversation. Why right. can't those two people be fighting with a lightsaber? Like, right. oh, okay, they're not even on the same planet or something. You know, weird uh, stuff like that. I I don't know that that's the thing. I'm just saying, sure, that's sure. something the force could probably pull out of left field. Considering we've seen like time travel and all sorts of crazy stuff too. John, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, are you on the same page as us or do you think he's trying to convey something different? Uh, Well, the Ray thing, I don't think it's looking back. I think it's still looking ahead. I think it's now that the master is gone, um, you know, the whole thing, this is your fight. We passed on everything. So now who is Ray from this point forward? Who she become? Does she become the next Jedi like Luke prophesized when he was talking to Kylo Ren? Does she take it in a different direction? Does she accept it? Who who is Ray to me is looking forward. Um, and that's what they're trying to answer now. It, you know, it's been a year since TLJ. Who has she become? Who is she? And maybe even despite her past who is Ray? You know, she may have, there may be things we learn about her because JJ said there's still more to that story to tell. There may be things we learn about her that would have steered her if she, if she stayed with whoever those people were that would have steered her in a, in a bad place and not necessarily with the force, but who knows, maybe she right. would have died or something. So I, I think it's in spite of her past, perhaps that she is becoming who she is now. So I think that's the, the question they want to answer. And I think it's very important that they're focusing on her because a lot of people brush her aside because of Adam Driver and Kylo Ren, she is our main protagonist. She is the hero of this trilogy. And I think JJ realizes the importance of that. Ryan definitely put both her and Kylo Ren uh, front and center stage. But I think JJ is really going to put a lot of focus on her in this movie. And I'm excited for that. And again, they don't mention Kylo Ren here. And I find that interesting. Uh, I think he's going to have a big arc and a big close. But the two driving points for this movie are who is Ray and how strong is the Force. Maybe Kylo Ren plays into the Force part, sure. But I agree with you, James, in, the t- in terms of what is the threshold of the Force? Are we going to find out what the limit of the Force is? Or is it just they're going to take it as far as they can and maybe one day we're going to see it even go further? The only thing that scares me is manipulating uh, drama. So, and what I what I mean by that is if you could bring someone back from the dead, then characters' deaths don't mean as much anymore. Or if you can fight via Skype, then physical fights don't really matter anymore. And and that's almost like the world we live in now with technology. It's like, you know, you don't really have to go to work anymore. You can work from home. Uh, you can fight with your lightsaber via, you know, the, the force, timing. force force internet. Yeah. So I'm curious how far they take that. That might be a little wishy-washy with me. Um, but we've seen shades of it growing with Yoda manipulating it physically and then Luke obviously projecting himself. So I'm curious what we see here in this one. But um, I, I like that they're addressing both of these questions. So I feel mm-hmm. like Terrio, you know, we keep saying JJ this, JJ that, JJ mm-hmm. this. I think this guy's a- a- adding a lot in the mix. And let's not forget, yeah, he did the Batman stuff that people didn't like, but he won, <laughs> he won an Oscar for writing Argo. And that's no slouch so um, I'm interested what he adds in the mix with JJ that maybe Larry Kasdan did differently with TFA 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is interesting, John. I really like the point that you made um, where you said that they they weren't putting a lot of focus on Kylo Ren. You know what I mean? Like the, one of the questions wasn't like, what does it mean to be on the light versus the dark? It's yeah, like, no, it's right. Like, yeah. Or, or like, who is Ray? Who is Kylo Ren? And what is the capability of the force? Like it wasn't a three part question. It was two questions. Who's mm-hmm. Ray? You know, just single. So that is kind of interesting. That's the perspective that I hadn't thought of before. Although I, I will also mention this too, because you said, you know, what does it mean when somebody's in a different area? It, it reminded me. Vader and some of these people choke people from long distances and stuff sure, as well. Sure. It's not like it hasn't been in Star Wars before. Um, that I, a physical yeah. act can of of uh, I think, you know fighting or whatever can happen over a long distance like that. But. You know my feeling on the lightsabers. I feel like that's just a or phys- Snoke pushing down. I get that using the force, yeah. but the physical aspect of a lightsaber. I need lightsaber and lightsaber. It's hand to hand combat. It's a weapon. Like I gotta see it. Yeah. All right, well, we uh, feel like we're on the path to figuring out who is Ray, but what we really all want to know is who is Babu Frick? (laughs) Babu Frick is a new character that we got from, um, well, essentially StarWars.com. Now, they did also announce that they're going to be working with a large group of um, like major retailers and businesses, you know, that's like United Airlines and McDonald's Big and brands. Uh, Dannon and yeah, stuff like this. Uh, Porsche, Bose. Yeah. Um, and uh, they were, they're all working together to do all these different forms of uh, media. But the big thing was that they were all launching at the same time was some sort of, you know, connection to this uh, Babu Frick. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of interesting com- things coming out of this character. A couple theories squashed, new theories arose. John, we're starting with you on <laughs> Babu Frick. What do you What do you got? So I'm I'm trying to pull up the blurb now. So I'm trying to kill a little time. But first, the the photo. You got his his sentence, his description. Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, okay. do you have that right there? I'll find you. Okay. I'll find it. You go ahead. So first, the photo just immediately, and not just like the cuteness of it, but it screams Jim Henson to me like it's clearly a physical tangible creature it's not a Maz Kanata situation where it's you know the um, face mapping and or whatever you call the motion uh, performance capture thing this is a a puppet Muppet and I like that and I'm curious how they're going to animate that but and he's like tiny and stuff and he's cute and he's got his little goggles and his little welding looks like he has a little welding hat on or something. Uh, so that mm-hmm. immediately I was like, I'm in like, I love creatures like this. I love the, the, the shading of the light in the image. I think this movie's going to be beautifully shot with a lot of different palettes. Um, but you know, that's taking away from you know the character itself here, but, uh, the, the description just to pull yeah, lay it up, that on I got yeah. it here. Yeah. It says a tiny Azelin. Babu Frick works among the spice runners of Kijimi and can reprogram or modify virtually any droid, regardless of security measures protecting its systems. Yeah. So that can mean a lot of things. A lot of people immediately go to C3PO because they showed on the Triple Force Friday thing, they showed them together. They showed um, the 3PO mm-hmm. figure with. With Babu Frick. Now, are, are, did they say they're being sold together? They are. He comes in they the They are being sold together. Okay. And the the lighting of the room that he's pictured in here is similar to the lighting of C-3PO when he sits up. And, and someone pointed out, I, I, I apologize who pointed this out, 
because uh, I wish I knew your Twitter handle right now, but he's got these wires in his hand that someone said look like a lot of the wires that are in C-3PO's torso when he mm. like hit the naked part of his torso. Maybe. I mean, they're red, blue, and Yeah, so that's, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever. He, he, I think he could be involved with R2 also. I think there's a lot of things this character c- could be a part of, but the fact that they said Kajimi is interesting because that's where we're, we're going to meet Zori Bliss, I think, too. So we may get introduced to a couple of these characters here on this planet. He um, probably comes with her. But the uh, maybe, but the other thing is Azelin. Does is there a planet Azella? Is there a, no. is that a species? Yeah, I looked it up earlier. Just I tried to find I it too. Interested. Yeah, I and, wonder. And Zelen, I think, is a a new species. Okay, because some people are like, he looks like he's an Ardenian. I'm like, no, I don't think so. He's not like uh, Rio Durant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I I'm on board with this kind of thing because I feel like these types of creatures add just so much like fun and richness and warmth to these types of adventure stories. Like you always want these types of characters along for the ride, especially sentient ones. Like Porgs were fine, but ultimately they were like birds and I didn't feel like the connection there. I feel mm-hmm. like this guy's going to kind of be in the mix with them and I, I kind of dig that. So um, this is a good sign to me all, all, all through. And I even joked people who hated the last Jedi immediately fell back in love with star Wars when they saw this photo, but we'll yeah, see. Yeah. Um, I also saw that a lot of people were praising how detailed the picture was and the fact that it looked more like a puppet rather than a CG character. Right Now we have, I don't think we've gotten any confirmation on whether it is a puppet or a CG character, but the fact that we, the, but the fact that we can't tell could also bring to light how good the CG is in this movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yep. Like you're looking at this image and you're like, oh yeah, that looks like a puppet. And you're like, yeah, it's all CG, completely yeah. CG character. The you know, one thing we, I'll we say know. is Brian Herring tweeted yeah, he something said about meet Babu. Yeah, meet Babu Frick. And you know, he does the puppeteering stuff. So that oh, may yeah, yeah, yeah. lead you to maybe they do a mix. Maybe there's some CG when he's on someone's back. Maybe there's a puppet. Like, cause they even sure, they sure, do sure, a mixture sure. of a lot of or characters. Like his so. eyes are maybe CG or something. Yeah, it could they, be yeah. something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Lacey. I I hesitate to ask, but what do you think of Babu Frick? Why do you hesitate? Because he's adorable. You, you've been like, he's adorable. He is. I just want to hug him. Is Although I'm not best friends You'd with him, him like John is. That's true. Go oh, to Twitter. Gosh. It's confirmed. John has the longest name on Twitter right now because he is clearly his best friend. Now I have to keep to it in. because it doesn't make sense. So I have to keep it at least till this episode airs. <laughs> well, anyway, he's adorable. I think he is a puppet based on just how he looks. Uh, I find it True. interesting he has four finger, like three fingers and a thumb, mm-hmm. because that's such like an animation thing. They don't mm-hmm. like doing five fingers because then it looks like too much if it's mm-hmm. not a human. So they usually go with four, um, which is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how big he is in like in the actual space because you have C3PO and the action figure that comes with it is like. Itty itty bitty bitty. Right. So mm-hmm. I can only imagine like the like, size of his head. So you're probably looking at a character that sits on a shoulder. Right. Which is kind of fun because we saw those types of characters in the Last Jedi, like the the drunk one that like puts coins in BB-8 was about that size. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's cool. But yeah, no, I I'm interested to see what role he plays. I'm hoping it's a funny comedic role. I'd love to see this character be a little sassy with C-3PO, like with R2, maybe team up. Mm-hmm. Um, Give yeah, me he's all cute. of that. He, yeah. he, he looks Star Wars-y. And yes. someone had made a comment how he looks like a hairless cat with no nose, and I have to kind of agree. <laughs> he looks like a pug or you like know, a... 
cat. We talked about, you know, what type of language he'll speak, but I'm also mm-hmm. wondering if it'll be a situation where they get someone who's good at doing voice acting and it doesn't have to be English, but someone, you know, like, because they've yeah. gotten like Bill Haders in to do stuff for BB-8. They've gotten, so I'm curious yeah. what he's going to sound like. I still don't know if that's true or not. Well, he, he said, he said he, he said did he do did stuff. It. Yeah. Yeah. He said he did it. And then they said they didn't use any of the stuff he did. No, no. He came up with the noises. I think they then... Yeah. Like replicate but my, them. But my, he said that JJ just was like, I used an iPad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, we're, I'm not here to talk about that, but yeah. Yeah. My point being that, you know, I'm curious what he sounds like less than does he speak English or, you know, this language or is there a Zella language, you know? So who knows? So I'm curious. Now that we've seen what he looks like, I, I'm dying to hear what he sounds like. For sure. You know, and yeah. I I should have brought it up a little bit earlier, but you know, it's it's not actually on the docket or anything. But we we're kind of lightly skipping over the the to, to go back to the other story, the gist of the Empire article. Like there has been a lot of photos that have come out of that. We've seen stuff with the Knights of Ren. We've seen stuff like with the Atom Driver and the like blue haze that is hitting all the stormtroopers and stuff. Mm-hmm. A- anything that you guys want to add um, to to something that came out of that? I think it's clearly a ship taking off with the Kylo Ren picture. They did it with in TFA when Han takes off at light speed and everybody gets mm-hmm. blown back like Kanja Club. I think that's yeah. what it is. And so do you just, think they would do it again? Or do you yeah. think? Okay. I, don't I think know. it's them escaping. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Um, but I, I don't really have anything to add to it. I just thought it was a cool shot. And it's weird that he's okay. holding his yeah. helmet. Like what would be causing him to take his helmet off? And but I did situation. find it cool how he's Damn. clearly using the force to stand up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Baba is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we can move on to the next story. We got Joel Edgerton, uh, who was interviewed recently by Josh Horowitz, who's most notable from uh, MTV News. But he does his own stuff as well. And he was sitting down with Joel Edgerton and mentioned that, uh, you know, he played Owen Lars. And there's a Kenobi series coming up. And Joel had a couple things to say about that. I'm pulling it up right here. Sorry, 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 sorry. Should have had it ready. Okay, I like I like the idea of Uncle Owen and one well, is one of those on, guys. James. Whoa, no. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. That so he didn't say much to Josh, but I pulled up in our article an interview from two years ago. Of him talking about coming back, and that's he was what this sly is. with Josh. Yeah, and Josh he, had tweeted he like, "I've been around a lot Josh. of celebrities." Oh. Yeah, like and with Josh, Josh he was kind of yeah. like, "I don't know." And Josh said he had been around enough actors yeah. that can't talk about things to say he's definitely right. It's definitely happening. Right. That was a Josh call yeah. of him being like, "Yes, it's happening," because he was so sly with me. But I still, I still recommend reading the quote from two yes. years ago, showing how enthusiastic. So he, he was. says. I like the idea of Uncle Owen as one of those guys who has done some super cool S, but has just never bragged about it. My idea is that he could go out and have some adventure and then come back and slips back into the into that unassuming moisture farmer role. Everyone talks about Obi-Wan being so cool. Owen secretly knows that he was there and he did some of that cool S too. My pitch to all of them is there's definitely something some Owen possibilities. This was like John was saying two years ago that he said this. And now, now knowing that I actually think less of the, 
I don't know, like story that it was like, cause it sounds like two years ago he was pitching for a job. He's like, I, of course I'd love to come back and play Owen, you know, but if he said this recently, I'd be like, Oh, okay. Well then there's some merit to this. Cause they probably discussed him being on the show and he's like, yeah, Owen, mm-hmm. you know, but also just total, total side to this story. I totally disagree with that statement. About his Owen, statement on Owen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't play a boring character and just try to be like, I think my boring character did some pretty cool stuff too. Right. I think yeah. he was on the adventures as well. You know what everybody says is Han, Leia, Chewie, and Owen Lars. You know? <laughs> you know they're just a... You know why? Let me I'm just gonna jump in because the reason why I, I, I remembered that interview. And I was like, man, this guy wants back in. And like, that's someone like, you don't hear actors like just come out to you. Like I want, that's like, that's like Samuel L. Jackson talking about Mace Windu. I want back in. Like mm-hmm. he's not shying away from, I want to come back. There's ways to bring me back. Uh, put me in this, put me in that. And now you fast forward to two years. Then he's like, this series is confirmed. Uh, do you want to come back as own? And he's like, you know what that means <laughs> to point. me? NDA locked. Yeah. Yes. So that's why I put the 2017 quote in the article and compared it to what Josh said. Now the guy was all in for 12 years wanting to come back as Owen. Now they confirm the series and he's like, "Ah, ah, maybe Eh, can't talk about it. So I I think there's zero doubt in my mind that he's going to come back for this series. I think you could put almost a, a, put it in ink that uh, he's coming yeah. back as Owen Lars. Now it's not going to be how you know he wants to do the narrative. It's going to be Owen how we think we're going to see Owen being protective of Luke and being hesitant to have Luke be around Obi Wan and get influenced to get drawn into that type of thing because he saw how bad that can get. Um, sure, but I he to me he's one hundred percent coming back. Yep. All right, Lacey, what do you think uh, on this article? I completely agree. I also really trush trush. Trust. I trust him too. Josh, <laughs> that's my brain working too fast. Uh, a lot because he's really yeah. good at his job. He gets um really good quotes from people. He's friends with a lot of these people. Like he's just a really good interviewer. So I trust that he's getting proper information and he has good instincts. Like if you're a good interviewer, you have the instinct to ask certain ask certain questions or uh, know what to stay away from. And if someone's super comfortable, I mean, look at what he got out of Ron Howard. Ron Howard didn't talk about Solo at all, but he talked to Josh about uh, Solo. So mm-hmm. I think that's why I give this more weight than anybody else saying this, because he wouldn't tweet it if he didn't think that. And he's one of the best like movie specific interviewers out there, if not the best, I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I saw an interview with him totally unrelated. It was like Marvel or something, right? Yeah. It wasn't star Wars, but he was interviewing somebody and, and was like really putting them on the spot on a specific question and got what he wanted out of yeah. him. <laughs> and I was he's, like, he's very That's interesting. Good. I mean, yeah. it, in a, I mean, that could sound like he's being pushy or something, but mm. it was definitely like the person was friends with them where they're like, Josh, stop, stop mm-hmm. asking this question because I can't say, you know, or whatever. And then they were all like laughing about it, you know? Yeah. And I was like, so he's getting the answer by causing the person to be like, 
I can't tell you. Yeah. You know, right. it was it was good. Yeah, well, and this like, was kind of similar in that sense too, right? Yeah. When they're when they're on that row and they have to walk down and talk to each outlet, it's almost like when they get to Josh, he's like, "All right, I know you're probably tired of doing all that stuff. Let's you and I chat as friends. Let's, let's give you a little breather here." And then he just picks the mic back up and he's like, "Bing, all right, let me get the info I need." He he talks to them as though they're friends having uh, you know a cup of coffee as opposed to. So what do you think about coming back and doing blah, 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 blah? He makes it a casual vibe he and warms never, them up. Yeah, he never asks the softball-y no, no, questions. He, yeah. he does his research. He knows what he's talking about. And that's why I believe everything he's saying. Yeah. Because he takes I think the time they to also, get the information. Yeah. I think they also trust him as a reporter in general right. and want, and because they, they know who he is and stuff. So they give him the softballs. Like he's like... You know, he might even ask a question like, oh, uh, you know, what's it like playing Ray or whatever? And she's like, well, in episode nine, it's really good. But when you see episode 10, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, like, and right, he's like, right. got the exclusive there. Like, can you know? I, like tell you a, I shouldn't have said can that. Can I tell I you a funny story that. about Josh? I actually just thought yeah. of a really funny story. So when I, when I worked for Reed Pop, his brother is Adam Horowitz, who did like Once Upon a Time, like on ABC and stuff. He, huh. he writes, mm-hmm. he produces and writes a bunch of stuff. So they had a panel for Once Upon a Time in one of the old ballrooms in the Javits Center. This was like two, three, four years ago. I think three. Um, so his family, his parents were sitting in the front row. And uh, I sat them in their seats and they turned to me and they go, oh, our our other son is coming. Our, our little Josh is coming. And I was just like, okay, well, where can I find little Josh? And they're like, he's outside. If you could just grab him and bring him up. Like, we really want Josh to sit with us. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'm thinking I'm going to look for a teenager. The way they talked about him. They're like, oh, yeah, he, his little brother is coming. And then I go outside and there's Josh Horowitz like, oh, hey, am I looking for you? And I was like, oh, oh you are not a teenager. You are a grown human being a grown <laughs> so human I, so then i brought in little josh and yeah. sat with his parents and i was like this is weird josh <laughs> you're a wonderful human being yes right <laughs> it was just so funny because the way they were talking about him i was like i need to find this teenager oh, outside like roaming the javits <laughs> center it was not a teenager <laughs> i'm i'm curious if we get if they ever did a video of this interaction with him and Edgerton, because then if you can get Edgerton's body language or maybe his eyes like, dude, or podcast, like, dude, like, shut up. It might've been on his podcast. Maybe. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't see. uh, Did it say where he talked to him? No, he said he was talking to him about a different movie and then Mm -hmm. slipped this in. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to at least see the body language, facial expression and see, you know, that that can be quite telling too. So maybe we'll see that. I just day, love you know. that people are excited about the Kenobi project because I, you know, we've been talking yeah. about it forever. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I ended the article by saying, like whether he's in it or not, just relish on the fact that Obi Wan Kenobi's coming back and it's you yes. and McGregor. Like that is incredible. But anyway, he's the have they ha- <laughs> have they interviewed the sand yet? What? Have they, they interviewed the sand and been like, so what have you been doing for 19 years? <laughs> like they went to Tunisia and just put a microphone up to the dunes. James, that yeah, is the, the weirdest sa- thing you've ever brought up. Ever. And ever? The, and the sand <laughs> is just like, shows. more action than that old hermit over there. 
He's just been sitting in his hut for 19 years. James is just going to be hating on Kenobi for the next two years until it comes no. out. And then he's going to be like, this is the greatest lore deep dive Can series I? ever. It, here, I'll, I will be 100% honest, John. You, you're right. Because to, to a degree, you're right here. Because look, it's not interesting at all to me. And when I see it, I'll go, okay. Like it, I will, I, I'm the bottom of the barrel right now. I did nothing is interesting to me about it james so, yeah do you, anyway. know, do you know who you know if you were a bounty hunter you'd be ig hatey hate oh my gosh john john <laughs> segway <laughs> yeah i'll tell you i won't be ig 88 i'd probably be ig 11 but wait i don't know what i'm talking about i don't know where i'm going with this <laughs> <laughs> maybe to what? the next story I think john just threw me off yeah, I was like, how do I now how do I take his segue and get to the next story anyway? Dave Filoni. You guys handed off that baton and then dropped it. <sighs> yeah. It was a great handoff. Dave Filoni was see what's happening? I can't think when you're <laughs> doing that. The IGN did an interview with Dave Filoni. I love that it has hold on. I love that it has to be IGN and it's about IG. The droids. Yeah. I think that's why he paused. He was like, IG. IG. N. John, your segue <laughs> has ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> they asked him why he didn't just go with IG88, and, and yeah. he explained a little bit more about why he wanted to do IG11, why they created that character. And the long story short of it is. He said that IG-88 has had many stories, and when generally he's coming up with new Star Wars content, he likes to lean towards the new. So he would rather write new content new for new characters than try to tread the grounds of what's already been told. So, Lacey, what do you think about the comments uh, coming from executive producer Dave Filoni on The Mandalorian's character of IG-11? It's it literally just sounds like Dave Filoni where he's like, we want to do new things. We want to push boundaries. We want to be creative. Like that's Dave Filoni is always thinking of that next thing. He's always thinking outside that box. So I'm not surprised that he's like, oh, we wanted a character where we could go different places because it just makes sense. What are you shaking your head for? You he, don't agree? Because he's got some sort of paper that he's going to show here in a minute. He's all happy about it. <laughs> he's making a I'm face. Like, I'm drawing a thing. And then he's like, I'll oh, just wait till I wasn't listening to what she was saying. <laughs> I, I've just got I this. heard everything she said. Unlike you yeah, not well, hearing me. Then you me. made a face. You're like, unlike, yeah, unlike you acting to what she's skipping saying. over me saying Babu Frick was a puppet earlier. And you're like, well, I think he's you know, be a puppet. who really listens? Dave Filoni. Yeah. Because there was one time I had a conversation with him about sandwiches and he was in the convo more than you people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. James would call that a sweet brag. I had to throw it in there because you're not listening to me. I, lo- I listened to everything you said. <laughs> okay, what'd I say? It's just Dave being Dave Filoni <laughs> and just being like, we want to do new characters and explore new things and space whales. And then AIG-11's new and it's just Dave being Dave and he's the goat. I saw him like <laughs> oh nail it God. and then fall off on the space whales thing. So I he know. rounded back out. I just said the same space thing whales just earlier the, again. Just, that was a space whales little jab at Filoni. That's all. But yeah, I have something to say to Dave. Would you draw? BS. BS Filoni. That answer was one hundred percent BS. All of this. 
all BS. You know why? They couldn't use IG-88 <laughs> or Boba Fett or Bosk or these other characters because when this project was accepted, they were developing Bounty Hunters and a Boba Fett movie at the time. And those characters were probably already spoken for. So they're like, you can't use them. Now, Filoni's like, what can I do to make myself be in, uh, endeared with the fans? Oh, I'll just say... I respect the expanded universe and the journeys that IG-88 went on. And that's all. I respect all that. So we created a new character. And the fans are like, Filoni, yeah, you get us, yeah. But the real answer is they couldn't use IG-88. So it doesn't matter. The end. <laughs> I don't so know. So just to recap, uh, John didn't listen to me. Yes, I did. He, yes, I did. <laughs> then he mocked me, and then after that, he goes, Lacey's answer was trash, and here's why. No, not your answer. His answer. Dave Filoni's answer. It was a P- it's a PR answer. That's what I mean. I'm busting chops saying it's BS. It's a PR answer. He, they just, they couldn't, I don't think they could use IG-88. But. I also think he believes what he said, though, because he wouldn't say it if he didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in. I didn't put all that together, John, about like when it was approved and the stuff, but I kind of tend to lean towards the same thing you're saying, which is I really, really feel like they wanted to use Boba Fett and IG-88. Well, wasn't and it confirmed that Favreau pitched, reason, that, pitched Boba Fett? And what? They, wasn't that confirmed? Boba, uh, Favreau said he pitched Boba Fett and they said they couldn't do it. I think he said that in an interview. I think so. I don't remember. Which uh, not that was. I remember specifically, I remember but that. you might be right. But I mean, we've talked about this so many times about how like it's it's just Boba Fett, like it. And I hate to say that because this character is going to be so like maybe similar to a certain degree, but like I don't know, like you can't just say this character is the same as that character. You know, they're going to have their own defining qualities. Mm-hmm. You know, right. Um, right. Like we're talking about how Cal has a similar story to Kanan, but right. I guarantee you Cal's going to be totally different from that character, even though they have the same basic idea story. Right. Yep. Um, so I, I, I feel like once we uh, get into these two characters, you're going to go, Oh, those are, those are entirely different. But right now, while we don't know much about them. It just, it really strongly feels like they wanted to use those characters and they weren't allowed. So they were like, all right, well, we'll basically kind of do it, but we'll figure out a couple of ways to make them right. go down a different path. You know, and maybe that's a voice or a character personality, sure. especially in IG 11. And I don't want people to think like, oh, I'm just hating on, you know, Filoni here, but he's in per- the producer chair now for a big Disney project like he needs to put on the producer hat and say producer things which are a lot of PR stuff and mm-hmm. I'm not saying he doesn't believe in what he's saying or whatever but good for him to to put that spin on it if my take is right like I would too I would say yeah we respect what's been done like of course you're going to say that because you want to make everyone happy so I think what he did uh, was exactly what you should say sweet are we good then yeah I'm good yeah. <laughs> All right, Scoundrels Rundown it is. Let's get this Falcon going. It hasn't been running for two weeks. Okay. Well, we did our Patreon call with our admirals and generals, and one of our patrons actually took us his phone on via Skype into the cockpit. So now we know exactly how to run this thing. So we're going to do it on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Punch Punch it. Punch it. 
All right, guys. You can win a ticket to the premiere of The Rise of Skywalker. And how do you do that? Every day from when until when? So like today, well, last week. It's from the <laughs> October 2nd to October 8th. So they have until tomorrow. You can tweet the hashtag The Rise of Skywalker sweepstakes and include at Star Wars. And you can enter to win a ticket to go to the premiere in December of The Rise and of Skywalker. And celebration, I think. And celebration. Yeah, so you have uh, today and tomorrow. Send those tweets. Uh, I guess it counts for each day. So get your entries in on Twitter. And uh, yeah, hashtag the Rise of Skywalker sweepstakes and include at Star Wars. And then if you do those two things, you are entered. So good luck to everybody. Uh, next, Ian McDermott has replaced Sam Witwer as the voice of Palpatine in new versions of Rebels. Um, James, you actually had... Did you put together that comp, that clip? Yes. So, Jay, so I, go to Myra Trunks. You saw it on Reddit. Yeah. You saw it on Reddit, okay. I saw it on Reddit, and then I saw that in the comments that somebody said, here's the original, and I decided to go in, rip both of them, mm-hmm. put the two together, put it on Twitter, and then Sam saw it. All right, so we'll have James retweet it, so it's at the top of his uh, profile there. But it, it, you, you'll be able to listen to both versions, uh, and I was shocked that I was able to really tell the difference when you put them back to back. Sam did a great job, mm-hmm. but man, if McDermott just isn't Palpatine, I, I don't know what to say. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. next up, Ryan Johnson is still talking to Lucasfilm. That's the quote. That's the latest quote from Ryan Johnson. So we can cross off our quota for October. We'll see you in November, Ryan. That is the end of the Scoundrels Rundown. Now we're going to send it over to Lacey to get through your questions and ask the Resistance. So, Lacey, what are they asking this week? Well, isn't Chewie going to... Oh, crap. Chewie. Forgot. (gasps) Chewie! Get us out of here. All right, guys. It's time for Ask the Resistance. And I would never forget Chewie, so uh, he is now no longer in John's crew. Well, I moved Um, on to Babu Frick. (laughs) We've all talked about this. (laughs) You guys have some Star Wars questions. Hopefully we have some pretty good Star Wars answers. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? The first question comes from Jim Corbett at jcorbett What up, Jim? Hi, Jim. He asks... Will we see a betrayal, the rise of Skywalker in the rise of Skywalker, like Lando in Empire, someone who appears to be with the resistance and then helps the first order Uh, ladies first. So I'm going to say no, because we saw that betrayal in the last Jedi with DJ. And I think if we see that again, it's not only a repeat of that, but it's also a repeat of Empire. And we've talked about it a little bit on the, the show where, I think at least JJ is like super nervous about repeating things because of what he got the flack he got for um, the force awakens. So I don't think you're going to see story beats like that, where he repeats things that are like very memorable in the original trilogy again, but it is a good question. I don't know who that person would be. Maybe Zori, but it seems like she's pretty. Imagine Lando does it again. Oh my gosh. Cause you, (laughs) they're like again, Ryan's like, I'm going to kill Luke Skywalker. JD's like, hold my beer. (laughs) Turning Lando bad. Again. Uh, But thank you for your question. Next is uh, Craig at X-Wing, X-Wing. No, X-Wing crossing. So it's X-Wing Xing. 
Oh. Yeah. Nice. I didn't notice that. Yeah. He asks, what musical themes or motifs from prior Star Wars movies do you think will show up in The Mandalorian, if any? James, this one's going to go to you. You're our music guy. Um, so I, I pointed out that when the Mandalorian trailer came out, I actually didn't, I wasn't like blown away by the music. I was like, yeah, it's straightforward. Right. It's kind of stock. Uh, it doesn't really go someplace. A lot of people really liked it. They were like, oh, it's so f- full of tension and all this other stuff. And I was like, it's just basics. They're just, uh, you know, the, the basics there. Um, but I do expect that it will go to some pretty interesting places. And I have a lot of faith in that. The one thing I will say about them using specific Star Wars mo- motifs, I don't know. I'm, you know, they, they did this with Rogue One and at first I didn't like it. And then I kind of came around to it, but I really don't think you're going to see a whole lot. I think they're going to try to keep the score to what it is. And very rarely you might get a little bit of, um, the main theme. What's like, the, who's doing it? The guy from Black Panther? The guy from Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ludwig something. I, kn- I know his name, but I, yeah, I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I would say only the main theme I think will, will find its way into that. And for the most part, this guy has the opportunity to kind of put a stamp on his own music being star Wars content. So I say that's fine with me. Nice. Next is dynasty of the force at force underscore Herald. And they asked, uh, what's your favorite subgenre, and how would you integrate it into a Star Wars narrative, John? I like revenge movies and mystery movies, like a whodunit. Um, if I had to pick one, we've already done revenge, the Revenge of the Sith. Um, mm. A mystery, I think, would be cool. Like, kind of like who stole this artifact or, and we had to find out who killed this person or this, this Jedi was killed and we had to find out who it is and kind of see Jedi doing like detective work. Obi-Wan kind of Mm -hmm. does some detective work in the prequels, but I think a a cool mystery where at the end you kind of find out who, who done it would be an interesting take in star Wars. So, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, force stuff we were seeing new stuff without force users with solo and Mandalorian. Um, so, uh, I think that'd be an interesting type of story to see in uh, the star Wars galaxy mysteries who done it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Hmm. Next is Thomas Sholin at Thomas Sholin. Hi, Thomas. He asks, hey. what are your plans for the rise of Skywalker release? Do you need to see it in IMAX or another large screen format? 3d regular, the first showing possible, or do you prefer a certain time? Uh, I'm going to have all of us answer this one. I'll go first. Uh, My plans are undecided as of now because we're trying to figure out if James is coming yet to Connecticut. Uh, But generally, I will see it the first showing that it's available, the day that it's available. So that's probably Thursday. I think James is coming, right? I think so. I just haven't. I have fingers crossed. Fingers yet. crossed that, that James <laughs> is coming. If he's coming, we're all yes. seeing it the first show. Lacey, which... you have you have an extra bedroom in your house, right? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. James may be sleeping back there. <laughs> I don't know. This is a weird conversation to have. Uh so is it? anyway. It's a little weird. Hmm. A little a little bit. Hmm. Um, because it hasn't been decided yet. So hmm. that being said, first showing on that Thursday. 
Um, I already took off the Friday to see it again multiple times, and I wrote to my other manager and was like, I'm not coming in in caps. So that's my plan. And, like, and I, I guess I'll see it in IMAX at least once. I find that I don't like 3D because I don't like wearing the glasses. I'd rather see it in 2D mm. so that I don't have to wear those stupid glasses. They make me dizzy. Mm. And then if you look below a certain line or above a certain line, it, it just like throws off all your vision. So I find I'm always cleaning off the 3D glasses because I'm like, they're never not clean. And I'm just constantly <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. James? Um, when I went to go see Force Awakens, I was like, best experience possible. So I did IMAX 3D. And then I, every one after that, I've done IMAX 2D. Yeah. Because I was like, I want the big screen. I want the full picture. I want to know that everything's there. But I just, I don't know. It has to be like a very specific movie or something for the 3D. And I actually, I wasn't really on board with this for a while, but now I'm really on board that I, I think the 3D thing is super gimmicky and will probably yeah. fall off soon um, because I don't even really feel like I hear it when they're advertising it anymore for big movies like, um, you know, see it in IMAX 3D. Until this Avatar weekend. comes up, back out. Yeah. yeah, maybe, but there's also the chance that they do something completely different and it's not 3D. 4D. <laughs> no. no. But the yeah, I think like, if 3D, we were going to go do see... it, we would all agree with IMAX depth. 2D, right? Yeah, and 3D is just depth. It's not like stuff pops out at you. I would like to see IMAX 2D if if we're deciding that now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. With reserved seats. Yeah. And so you, we're on the you same guys page. are buying me my IC and popcorn. You just have to decide mm-hmm. which one's buying which. What? John, are you a no butter or extra butter? Oh, I butter it up. I don't do health in the, at the movie theater, bro. Gross. The butter is so gross. And I've, I've even heard of the straw technique where you put the straw in the popcorn Ew. and you get the butter down to the bottom. <laughs> so gross. Then I'm going to take my buttery hands and then just clap when Kylo Ren is laying dead. Uh, it's so gross. He's the like, butter he's is like, literally oh, it disgusting. Oh, I slipped. Oh, I can't even clap. Oh, it slipped. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the. I used to do the butter more. Yeah. I always said I would. They said how much butter, and I said I would like to die of a heart attack before the movie's over, please. There you go. I always oh said that, gosh. but I don't do butter anymore. I, it makes me. It makes me sick mm. and dizzy. Mm. It's so gross. The but butter I like is the flavor. So... Yeah, it's so John. gross. That um, filling of the butter, the press oh, the button, and uh-huh. then the people are like, eh. All right, I'm not picking you to be on my team in charades, though, that's for sure. I don't even know what the hell you're doing there. <laughs> um, I go 2D IMAX. Um, I've done the 3D before. I like to do one subsequent viewing in 3D because I don't do the 3D home thing, so I'd like to watch it once in 3D just to do it. But yeah. initial run, I would love uh, 2D IMAX, uh, kind of like 3 three quarters of the way up on the stadium seating and uh as early you said what time showing the earliest one possible on the thursday six previews yeah because don't want to hear those spoilers barking throughout the theater so um yeah that's me yep and hopefully the three of us see it together and james will hit us in the face with pies because it's a kenobi and then that'll be we'll put a bow on it and that'll be a day <laughs> nice Guys, thank you so much for your questions. If you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N. You can either tweet them directly to us or use the hashtag AskTheResistance. 
um, and you could be on the show. And we talk about your handle, we answer questions. It's fun. John, back to you. Guys, thank you so much for watching, listening, being a part of the resistance, spreading the word of TRB. We know you're doing it. We see people tweeting saying, go listen to them, go watch them. We appreciate that so much. Keep it going. Keep telling your friends who like Star Wars about us because things are starting to really heat up now. We got the trailer right around the corner, maybe tonight. Who the hell knows? But it's going to be an exciting next couple of months. So uh, join us uh, for the ride. Um, make sure you are subscribed to us. iTunes, uh, sorry, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. You can head to resistancebroadcast.com. That's where you can find out where to get one of our t-shirts, uh, where you can subscribe to us. All pretty much everything, including our Patreon page, which is at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, tiers start at just $2 a month for page access. And then if you want to bump up to tier two, $5 a month, you can become a part of the show by submitting topics that we talk about and give you shout outs and all that sort of thing. All the way up to tier five, which is our generals. And I want to thank them specifically. Thank you so much to Carmelo, Brian Shalito, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, who you're going to see on Thursday in the pod race, David Probus, <laughs> John Reese, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you, Generals, so much for all of your support. Also, guys, make sure you're heading to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at Star Wars News Net. James? You can find me at Meyer Trunks on Twitter and Instagram. Do you guys remember the hard salute? Like when people are more serious about it, they go. Oh, like the Jack Black? Yeah, maybe. I think he does it. Yeah. 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 It's a good one. Right on. Uh, Lacey, hard, hard wait, salute. Wait, let's us. all do a hard salute right now. Ready? One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lacey, when you. When it's you, like all off and laggy. Lacey did the two finger slow salute. Lacey, where can people oh, find yeah. you not doing the hard salute? So. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Giller. And, and really quickly, I said I would do this. So I am giving a quick shout out to everyone I work with. Ted, Ken, Ryan, Colleen, Christiana, David. I'm missing someone. Andrew. Hi. Ted, Ken, Darla, Christiana, Michael, <laughs> Darla. Andrew. Who wants to be Andrew right now? Michael. What? I'm, I'm, mi- me. I'm missing somebody. Because <laughs> No, oh, I'm missing Kyo. Oh, sh- sorry, Kyo. I was going around the room in my head, and I said I would give him a shout out, and I meant to do it at the beginning of the episode, and I forgot. So hi, I. Now I've team. never been so happy to be Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's Sorry. the guy you want to be in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is that it? You guys are the best. Do you have any Bye. more shout outs? J- no, James, just, any? I never do shout outs. James, any so coworkers? This is my one time. No. I don't know that I know anybody that listens to our show. How about this? Shout out to my brother, Matt, who's going to be 30 years old tomorrow. Happy birthday, Matt. Baby boy, Matt. Happy birthday, Matt. Welcome to your 30s. All right, guys, that is it. We'll be downhill from here. We'll be back on Thursday morning where we are going to do a Kessel run talking about not things that are going to happen. This theory, that theory, that prediction. I called it. I called it. I own it. Nope. We're going to talk about 12 things that are not going to happen in The Rise of Skywalker. Because yeah, when it doesn't happen, I called it. I called it. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see you guys on Thursday morning. Enjoy your weeks. And uh, we'll see you on the Resistance broadcast next time. See you around, kids. Bye.